Joining us right now, former big leaguer, one of the best analysts we have, and he's right here in our own backyard for the Rays. On the Central Florida Behavioral Health Network DA hotline, learn more at cfbhn.org. Our guy, Brian Anderson, is back with us here on the Ryan and T. Grass program. BA, what's going on, my man? Not a whole lot. Uh, not a whole lot at all. I was just thinking about, you, you know, your question. What is the Rays' biggest question going into 2024? And the first thing that popped into my mind hearing you say that is the question of will youth be served? Because that's kind of one of the overall, uh, you know, overarching narratives with this team is the amount of experience and track record that moved away from the team being replaced by a lot of high ceiling but young players. And so are they going to be able to do what the Rays think that they're capable of? And are the other young players on the Rays going to take that next step? They do that, you've got a chance to have a pretty special season. And you led me right into my first question because you're a former big league pitcher. You mentioned the youngsters. Let's talk about two youngsters right off the bat. 70% of this game, Brian, as I'm fond of saying, is pitching and defense, and the Rays have done that very well. That's why they've been in the playoffs the last five years. But to your point, in that starting rotation, they're going to be leaning on two young guys and Ryan Pepio, who came over in the Tyler Glass now trade, as well as Taj Bradley. These are two young guys that I'm most anxious to see. So what are you looking to see out of them this spring? Well, with Pepio, I'm looking for command. You know, he's a guy that has always been touted as having a big arm, but not always a whole lot of command. Now, the interesting thing was he missed a lot of time last year. I, I believe it was an oblique injury. Um, and when he came back, he ended up throwing, I think, 45, 50 innings, somewhere in that range. And he only walked five batters. So that right there jumped off the page. Because before that, again, great stuff, command lacking. All of a sudden, and now listen, it's a small sample size, but it's very encouraging. You can go out there, throw 45, 50 innings, and walk just five hitters with that kind of stuff. And we know how the Rays do such a great job of convincing guys that with your stuff, you can pitch in the strike zone. Now, it has to be in the right spots of the strike zone, but you can pitch and challenge guys with your stuff. And so if they get him to be able to do that and duplicate those type of numbers, you've got a chance to see a guy really explode onto the scene because the stuff is there, and the Rays know how to teach sequencing. They know how to go after hitters' weaknesses. And so if you can do all of that with command, ooh, man, you got a chance – you got a chance to put up some real big numbers. And and for Taj, uh, the word that comes to mind with him, consistency. Yep. You know, we, we see Taj more, you know, how many times we see him last year, the first two or three innings, you're like, oh, boy, th th this kid's unhittable. And then all of a sudden, it kind of would go south in a hurry. And so it's, it's managing uh, a couple of rough hitters, you know, that, that you face. You give up a hit, maybe a walk. It's being able to take that deep breath. And, and put your foot in the ground and, and stop it before it starts to spiral out of control. So for me, he has the stuff. No question about that. Command, yeah, that's still a, that's still a, a thing with him, especially with his secondary pitches, his breaking ball, his changeup, if he can continue to improve those. But more than anything else, it's consistency. You know, when you see him get off to those hot starts, hey, carry it through. You're not going to be perfect every time out. You're going to run into, you know, some issues during the course of a game, but just don't let it spiral out of control to where I'm thinking, you know, two and two-thirds innings through a ball game, boy, this kid has a chance to get deep and give up nothing to all of a sudden in the fourth inning you're out of the game. Um, you know, those are the things that, that you want to see limited because 
you know, he's another kid with a, a ton of upside. So, you know, consistency and, and is he going to take that next step? Because, you know, if he does and you combine it with the other guys in that rotation, you start thinking about Eflin trying to duplicate what he did a season ago. Latell kind of burst on the scene a la Jeffrey Springs and Drew Rasmussen, where they transition you from the bullpen to the starting rotation during the course of the season, something the Rays have done now for three straight years um, with, with those three particular pitchers. And then Savali, Aaron Savali, you know, another year in the system, getting comfortable with Kyle Snyder and see if he can, you know, really ramp his game up too. They got a chance to be really good like they do most years. Brian Anderson, Rays TV analyst, is with us here on Ronnie and T. Kraz talking Rays baseball, the spring training schedules in full swing, which means opening day is right around the corner. You know, we had Eric Neander on last week, and I asked him about who I think is a wild card, and that's Shane Boz, a guy with a lot of talent, B.A.s. You know, you've been around this young man. The Rays are cautiously optimistic that maybe he can give them something at some point this season, maybe earlier than later. But when you think of Shane Boz and talking to people, what is the realistic expectation for this young man? Well, this year I will be very interested to see what they allow for him as far as workload goes. It's been a long time since he's been out there pitching competitively. So you know the Rays are always cautious with their pitchers, especially their young pitchers. And so you know that the workload is going to be limited. So how do you parse that out over a five, six-month season? I mean, how do you do that? You know, that, that, that will be the interesting thing to me, to see how he is used and how he is ramped up and just what kind of leash he is on. Because you're not going to let him go out there, start every five or six days for six months and throw a ton of innings. That's just not going to happen. So, you know, how are they going to handle him? Outside of that, when the, when the kid does step on the mound, He's got special stuff, and, and he's a tough-minded kid. He's a guy that wants to go out and bury you, okay? Not, not just get you out. He wants to go out and bury you, and you love pitchers like that. They pitch with a chip on their shoulder. They pitch with an edge. When you combine that with his kind of stuff, you know, you, you've got a chance, again, to have a, a special, special talent out there thrown for you every five or six days. So we just, you know, I, I, workload is what I'm looking for with him. But when he is out there, I just absolutely love the the fire and venom that that he takes to the mound. Combine that with the stuff too; it's it's it could be pretty intimidating. Yeah, I can't wait to see him in action. Speaking of special talents, earlier today, Junior Caminero hit a three run bomb in that eight to three win over the Orioles. Now we don't think he's going to start off the season with the big club, but Brian Anderson, you tell me what is the upside of Junior Caminero here. Well, he could be one of the top players in the game you know, once he gets established. I, I, to be, you know, such a uh, such a prospect at such a young age, and then you combine that with the fact that remember last year he skipped from Double A to the big leagues. You know, there, there was no, there was there was no Triple A in there, which is why, to your point, there's a little bit more seasoning I think that needs to be done. That being said, it didn't look like the moment was too big for him when he was in the big league. He he handled himself properly and did not look like he was starstruck. You know, granted, it's not going to be easy going from double-A to, to, to big It's a big-time jump right there. There's no question about it. But he didn't look completely overwhelmed at all and, and, and had some moments. And you see why the Rays and the rest of baseball, for that matter, are so high on this, this young man. And now it's about getting the seasoning 
during spring training, and then if he has to go back uh, to AAA to start things out, and, and we'll wait and see. You never know how injuries can play out, performance. You know, you don't know. You don't know how this is, is all going to work out. You know what the plan may be, but, you know, sometimes plans get, get, uh, get rearranged a little bit. So we'll see how it ends up. But if he has to do that, like he said, early on in camp, I don't plan on being down there long. That, that may be part of the plan, but I'll go down, I'm going to put my time in, and I'm going to get up here as quickly as I can, and he has that kind of ability. And, and uh, the, uh, you know, he'll have the opportunity to affect the game in, in different ways because he's a, he's a special talent, and it's not just the Rays who feel that way. I love his mentality, by the way. He's like, I ain't going to be down there long. Believe you yeah. me, I'm going to be up here sooner than you think. Junior Caminero certainly a star on the rise. Speaking of stars, the Rays have two of them. Yandy Diaz, American League reigning batting champ, worked more on his flexibility in the offseason. Randy Rosarino looked like, you know, uh, Hulk Hogan out there. You know, he put on quite a bit of weight. Um, I, I don't know about Randy putting on this weight here, B.A., you tell me. I, I know three straight years of being a 2020 guy. I think he understands that hitting home runs is probably going to mean more money in the bank in future years. But your thoughts on Randy and his bulked up look this spring? You know what? I, I think it'll all come down to how does he feel playing the game? How does he feel playing the game? I'll tell you a quick story. I remember years ago, obviously, many years ago, when I was playing that one off season, I wanted to come in a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, you know, maybe try to increase a little block, you know, whatever. So I came into camp and I was probably 12 to 15 pounds heavier than I had been in any other season. And I got into camp and once I got into the day to day, I realized this is for the birds. I don't feel as athletic as I once did. This is no good. And let me tell you something. I cut out every excess calorie you could think of to try to drop the weight as quickly as I could. And it took me a couple of weeks, but I got back to my, to my playing weight, weight lost almost 15 pounds. Um, one thing I did do, funny story, is I was always a, a, a large cup of coffee, couple of creams, couple of sugars. Well, I cut the couple of creams, couple of sugars out. Like I said, I cut everything out. <laughs> and after the two, two and a half weeks it took me to get back to my playing weight, I was like, okay, perfect. I can go back and drink my coffee like I used to. I put in the two creams and the two sugars, could not stand it. It felt like I was drinking molasses. <laughs> so just after two and a half weeks, the way that I had drank coffee my entire life, I couldn't do it. So ever since then, I've been black only. Black coffee, plain, keep it simple. That's the only way I can put it down. But all that to say, I got into camp with the same mindset and then quickly realized, you know what? I don't feel enough. I don't feel like I want to feel. So I, I went and lost that weight. And that's what will end up happening with Randy. Either he's going to feel really good about where he's at and he's going to try to maintain it, or he's going to be like, you know what? The day to day to day, and it's not just, you know, in the offseason you're working out. You go put in an hour or two workout, all that, you know, hitting it, and you're done. Spring training, these days get long. Regular season, these days get long. And if he's not liking how he's feeling, he will, he will attempt to shed that weight. If he likes how he feels and likes how he's performing, he'll attempt to keep it. So it'll end up being his call, so we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Interesting. Brian Anderson is with us, race television analyst. You know, as a former pitcher, you have an infinite amount of respect and confidence for your battery mate, your catcher. And for the Rays this season, it's Rene Pinto who, look, at 103 at-bats, hit six home runs. So we know he's got some pop. 
The thing that I'm a little worried about, Brian, and you tell me what you think, five pass balls also in the 31 games that he started. So is he going to be good enough defensively to be an everyday catcher? What do you think that he has been working on all off season, and what do you think that he's doing for early work, probably every day so far in camp? Blocking balls you know in the I mean? dirt, you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah, because he's got it. You know, he's got a good pop time and a strong arm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, balls that he can handle, he can get them out of that glove and on their way to second base in a hurry. So, you love that about him. And they're going to continue to work with him framing like they do every single year with all of these catchers. How important that is. And he's going to be out there blocking balls. Listen, sun up to sundown. That's going to be something that not only did he work on this off season, but you know that that's going to be a point of emphasis during the course of spring training so that when the season does start, there's a level of confidence that has been built up that, you know what, I'm going to be able to handle these balls in the dirt. And, you know, it can get tough nowadays. You know, that, think about what these guys have to block the kind of stuff that these guys have to block, the kind of breaking balls at the velocities and the, and the spin that they have to block. It's not easy. And so you're constantly trying to refine your craft, and you know that that has been a point of emphasis all winter long and, and obviously in through the spring. And, and I trust the Rays' judgment that he's going to be able to get to where they want him to be because they know what they're looking for. Kevin Cash, your manager former catcher right. knows what he wants out of the position knows what he wants out of the player and knows that Renee can get there if he's not already there so again stay tuned but I trust the Rays judgment I trust their tr- uh, confidence in him to be able to to be that guy you got to give the Rays the benefit of, of the doubt when it comes to anything and everything because they certainly know what they're doing all right let's get you out on this the American League is you got the Yankees they got Marcus Stroman they got Juan Soto Corbin Burns goes to the Orioles. We all know how good they were last year. Toronto's always going to be tough. Red Sox may be in transition here, but how do you handicap the rest of the AL East as you see it? Well, it's tough. I, I mean, the Yankees, you know, 82 wins last year. They hadn't had that few wins in, what was it, back in the 90s or early 2000s? I mean, it's forever. And so they are hell-bent on improving on that, and certainly they've improved their team. Let's see if they did enough. Let's see, are, are they still going to be one-dimensional offensively? Are they going to be able to stay healthy? And what kind of production are you going to get behind Garrett Cole? Is Rodon going to be able to, to bounce back from last year? And is Stroman going to thrive in, in New York City? It would seem to think that, that his style of pitching would because he gets a lot of ground balls. So I think the Yankees obviously will be improved. Baltimore is going to be, be right there. Um, you know, the Rays are going to be in that mix. Toronto certainly, you know, I, I saw a quote from Bo Bichette saying that this is the first time that he has felt in spring training that people are doubting them. I think they've gone into spring every year like this is our year. You know, a young, vivacious, energetic group with a lot of talent, a lot of former fathers who were very good big league players themselves. And I think that they felt like we're going to go out there and, and handle our business. And that's not been the case. So I think there may be a little bit more drive with that team because they finally feel that people are like, yeah, 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 we, you had your two- or three-year window. You haven't gone anywhere, so you're going to have to show us. You're going to have to show us. So they're playing with a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder. So I think that you're really in the same boat going into the season as you were last year with the idea of New York being improved. I think you thought they were going to be better last year, but I don't think anybody saw Baltimore winning 100 games. I don't think anybody saw that a season ago, and now you go, okay, they've outed themselves, 
and they've went and got Corbin Burns. So I think, you know, four of the five teams, any of those four could win the division. I think the Red Sox lagging just a little bit, not, not quite there as far as the, the pieces that they have and the pieces that they've added on top of the ones that they've lost. So I think it's the, it's kind of the same idea as you go in any one of those four teams, help is going to play a, a big factor. And remember last year, what really got the Rays into the position that they were to, and to be able to withstand all of their injuries was that start that they got off to. They just, they didn't lose. I, I mean, they just were putting up numbers that were absolutely incredible yet unsustainable and so that quick start kind of, they were able to coast into that 99-win season and into the playoffs. But other than that, I think that you're, you know, it's between those top four teams, it's coin flip. Could hardly wait. Opening day, Thursday, March the 28th, the Rays and the Toronto Blue Jays over at the Trop. He'll be on the call. The great Brian Anderson, Rays TV analyst, will be back with us on a weekly basis here on this program. B.A., always a pleasure, my man. We'll see you at the games. Thanks. Yes, sir. Take care. Have a wonderful night and talk soon. You got it. That's the great Brian Anderson.